Hello, and welcome to 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet. Dive. Dive. You're listening to 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet, a podcast where three friends explore online communities of the weird and strange phenomena from the deepest depths of the internet. Captain, we've gone too far. Welcome to another episode of 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet. I'm your captain this week, Harlan Spinks, and joined with me, as always, are my two best buds, my best friends and and co-hosts, John Carr and Kyle Luck. That's me. I'm John. I'm both of you. Oh, fuck. No. I'm both of me. I'm (laughs) Kyle and Luck. Kyle's uh, going through a uh, a bout of schizophrenia. Apparently, he's got many people inside of him. Uh, yes. Well, phrasing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this week we're going to talk about. Um, uh, it's kind of hard to sum up in one sentence. There's a lot yeah, going I on. I don't know what our topic is at all. Like normally, we kind of give like a little bit of a teaser, and I don't remember. Or if we talked about it, it is gone from my mind. Yeah, it's been a while. I guess we should mention that the election happened and the boys in blue are 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 coming coming home. If uh, you know what police, I mean. Uh, police officers. Wait, no, not police. No. Blue is yeah. a democrat. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> The don- the donkeys, the jackasses are doing it. Yeah, whichever whichever uh, hooved animal it is. You know, I always get confused about which animal is for which party, and I just I don't I guess why I don't understand why is yeah it that is one a or great question, John. What is the origin of Republicans and elephants and Democrats and mules, donkeys? What are they? I, I, think I they're donkeys. A, I, I did a a. a like a gig poster at one point for a band and then there was like some feedback because i put an elephant on it because it was in one of the song lyrics oh. of the band Uh-oh. and they were like we can't do that that's a bit too political and i was like what are you guys talking about when did elephants become political yo like they don't even it's like, just a pachyderm you know they're just a fucking actual mascot for an entire political party yeah so that sucks, um, like they're so lovable that's true. <laughs> and They're Republicans adorable. are not. <laughs> they need a pick. They need a new PR person to pick a better animal, like maybe a snake. Well, hmm. they have that uh, don't tread on me snake, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, anyway. we're, gen- we're generalizing. We're generalizing an entire group of people. Yes. For legal reasons, this is all jokes. <laughs> um, so this week's episode, though, uh, is sort of about Omegaverse. But it's also about some lawsuits that came out of that uh, somewhat recently, which we'll get into, but Omegaverse. So let's dive deep. Dive down deep in it. Find that Mariana Trench. Omegaverse. So, everyone's probably wondering, what's this Omegaverse you're talking hey, about? Hey, Harland, what's this Omegaverse you're talking about? You know what's now, great? We're going to learn about Omegaverse right now. If you had to guess, just judging by the name, uh, what what do you what would you assign Omegaverse? A group of guys that enjoy taking vitamins. <laughs> okay, so some GNC studs. Yeah, that's what oh I, I'm, I'm imagining. 
was so far like off ome- from omega fatty acids. That kind I of mean, thing. It's that's not- what we're talking about, right? Oh, shit. Okay, okay. It's not so far off. You but got I, the dudes I, part right. I fucking. I was like, I was like, uh, I, I guess I misunderstood your question. So John's answer kind of totally took me off. Fucking. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, was like what? that rocked me good. Um, but I, I guess to me it's reality. It's not the alpha ma- uh alpha reality. It's not the beta reality or mm, the alpha okay. verse or the beta verse. It's the fucking omega verse, bro. Okay. Everything is on roids in the omega verse. So yeah, it see, could I just be that far off. It could I just mean, be reality. Well, no, I'm I'm now saying this based on what I think the question was now. I thought it was something else. Okay. I'm agreeing with you basically, John. Basically okay. saying Omegaverse is just real life, but on roids. Everything. Yeah, it's like super jacked reality. I, I mean, there's a couple of things that you guys got pretty, pretty close. Good. Um, before I, well, we, we should. We're smart. Before yeah, we get into Omega guys, <laughs> we're Omega bros. Well, don't say that. Hang on, hold <laughs> pump the brakes before you say that. Let me explain what it is for before you jump on board. On, on zero capacity of what this is. So I'm a o- Omega bro, o- Omega verse is a subgenre uh, or just a genre of fan fiction. Um, oh damn it! <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so um. And and I have a little note here in in my notes that said just <laughs> fan fiction is just so we all understand how it works is legal because it takes pre-existing uh, ideas IP and sort of adjusts it and change it most of the time mm-hmm, right so mm-hmm. it's legal to do this as long as no copyrighted material is used when publishing specifically when publishing so you can publish fan fiction so things like Fifty Shades of Grey. That started initially as Twilight fan fiction, and Which there is, a is bummer. yeah, yeah, it's a real big bummer. There's basically oh, two Twilight series out there, but one person just bas- did something that that within the fan fiction community is called filing off the serial numbers. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this book is totally untraceable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fucking aftermarket, bro. So it's the same basic premise, the same tropes and genres of like the hot guy and the dorky girl and she falls in love with him. And the shirtless uh, teen. In the shirtless teen, except one's a vampire and one's a billionaire who has like uh, an S and M kink, right? You know, sure. but the storylines are basically the exact same thing. So that's yeah. what filing off the serial numbers is within the fan fiction community. Uh huh. It's uh-huh. stealing. It's stealing, basically. Yeah, it's 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 not even. I wouldn't even say it's stealing because you are adding some other elements to it. It's lazy, stealing <laughs> with flair. Sure. Yeah, it's it's uh yeah. So Omegaverse though is something kind of wholly its own. Um, obviously it is its own genre. It has its own tropes, but the tropes first emerged. Some say back in the '60s with star trek uh fan fiction um and people were shipping uh spock and kirk as a like uh they were shipping them you know as a couple mm-hmm. but sure. more recently the ones that actually really solidified omegaverse as a thing that we know now is kyle you're gonna love this is within the supernatural fan community oh shit! Uh, let me guess dean and castiel uh whoever the two main guys are oh that's dean and sam yeah so uh but so they're brothers su- so that's exactly weird. so it's even weirder <laughs> <laughs> cool 
So within the supernatural fan community, specifically something called mpreg, uh, uh, which is male impregnation, what? erotic <laughs> oh fan God. fiction. So okay. that, like, so, like, what was that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Uh, Mr. Mom, Junior, Junior. Yeah, where he gets pregnant. Yeah, so it's that with Danny DeVito. Fantastic yeah. film. So, and this is not fantastic. Very ahead of its time. Very, yeah. Um, so, Mpreg is what is its own subgenre of fan fiction, specifically erotic fan fiction, um, in which two male leads are lovers. One dominant alpha, the other the feminized omega. There's the bit. There is a beta that's in there too, um, which it lends its this genre to its another name, which is it's probably better known as is ABO for alpha, beta, omega. Um, oh my God. which is probably what I'm just going to refer to it from now on because it's sure. shorter than saying Omega verse all the time. <laughs> um, but there's also wolf stuff. Well, so, I'm sorry. Uh, wolf. Yeah. Like wolf kink stuff. Like wolf blitzers kinks. Oh, uh, sick. Well, I mean, that's probably another genre that's out there somewhere. A part of this <clears throat> ABO wolf blitzer, uh, 99 on aim. Hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> But Omegaverse itself, ABO, like a lot of it is like wolf hybrid, human hybrid, kink, erotic fan fiction stuff that's based around existing properties. For example, there's also ABO Hannibal fan fiction from 2013 and also Teen Wolf fan fiction or ABO fan See, fiction no, no, that, as well. That one seems like it's a natural. That one's that one's an easy get. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, so the Supernatural one, though... It's odd that they went for the Sam and Dean, the brotherly thing, because there's already beyond Omegaverse, there's already a whole thing. You have well, more to say about this? Well, so Omegaverse deals specifically in male male relationships. Right. Well, so it doesn't matter, but there's already a thing where like the actors <laughs> literally had to say, please stop this shit. Please yeah. stop. <laughs> yeah, because that's slash fiction. Uh, yeah. Usually when it's not when it doesn't have to do with wolf stuff, male male just wolf like stuff relationships is, wolf stuff. is is slash fiction um so okay. we're gonna get into some of the details because it's it's not super important to the overarching theme of this episode but it's fucking you know it adds a little flair <laughs> sure <laughs> i mean so, wolves, i'm here for the wolves John, yeah. do you still think we're omega bros no i don't mm. just I'm checking just, in I on do, that I one do, taking the temperature i do think though that my initial uh theory of this was not far off well yeah that's what i was saying is that kyle hit the nail on the head with the alpha beta omega theme mm. and and you got it with jacked bros just jacked dudes just yeah, jacked we're, we're dudes. just hanging out at the fucking gnc underneath the fucking lookout in the castro here in san francisco <laughs> but a little wolfy but was was, was some wolf man it's 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 not a little it's a lot wolfy oh <laughs> so so it's a it's a the the official definition of Omegaverse ABO is a subgenre of speculative erotic fantasy fiction that revolves around a specific human hybrid wolf kink. Stories are premised on societies where humans are divided into a dominance hierarchy, alpha, beta, omega. There's also deltas and gammas, but I'm not gonna fucking talk about all that extra sh shit. Um and uh so not only is it like human wolf hybrid physical stuff, but it's also focuses on the behavior of wolves. So you've got things like rutting and heat cycles, 
pheromonal attraction between alphas and omega omegas penile knots scent marking <laughs> breeding and pack structures um okay. pack structures like hierarchies you mean yeah so like a caste system like a pecking order sure, right? kind of thing yeah, so alphas are, you know, the upper class, then betas, and then omegas are at the bottom um, in these fantasy <laughs> societies. Oh, my God. Um, <clears throat> I, I, think, uh, I think you guys missed when I said penile nodding, um, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, that's how they fuck. I, no, I'm I, sorry. I, like, <laughs> I definitely heard you say it, but somehow that wasn't the weirdest thing yet to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's true like i called out packs the pack tactics or the pack hierarchy yeah the yeah yeah it. oh the, they work together I, that's that's so up kyle's alley he likes that <laughs> that cooperation within a society this is great you you scratch my wolf back i'll scratch your wolf back uh, um also Maybe like i, I said an omega bro <laughs> male omegas can become <laughs> pregnant in their assholes i'm not an omega bro um <laughs> <laughs> but there's also certain stories too they don't just use like wolf elements like sometimes it'll be full-on werewolves where people turn straight up into a wolf rather than being like a hybrid there's also vampire uh abo shapeshifter dragons can, space pirates can i get a, or just regular humans can i get a baseline where did this where did this come from where do, what is the origin point of this fan fan fiction communities like forums and stuff people just would write their own fan fiction and then it just wow. got and so specific that it just became its own yeah thing. well yeah i have um there's a specific website called Archive of Our Own, which is a nonprofit open source repository for fan fiction and other fan works contributed by users. The site was created in 2008 by the Organization for Transformative Works and went into open beta in 2009. As of 2020, Archive of Our Own hosts 6 million works in over 36,000 fandoms. I'm going to posit a guess. That how you say that? Is that how you use that word posit? Yep. Kind of positive guess, a theory, if you will. This actually all stems from Michael J. Fox and Teen Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I mean, me personally, I, I remember growing up and watching Teen Wolf and being like, "Damn, even this wolf guy got laid." Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, and, I, I think uh, you're like the, I'm the only imagery... half as hairy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the imagery cause. of wolves has always kind of been romanticized i mean how many times have they remade the wolfman i mean beauty you know, and the like beast. those types exactly those types of stories have have lived a long life within our culture so when yeah. you give it to a horny teen who's got a fan fiction account and a typewriter and a typewriter yeah sorry, he's on a typewriter, typewriter and then he scans he and then he scans the paper and then he uploads those to right. the internet yeah yeah, yeah. Then we, puts them on we call a, this a one yeah exactly um so i mean 36,000 fandoms that's 36,000 different kinks you know what I mean? Like different types of genres like this that exist. So one person totally. writes one story and one person reads it and they're like floored by it. There, it's going to blow up, which is kind of what happened with this. Boom! You're with the, the reader Twilight. as well. Yeah. Um, so the reader also I, blew up <laughs> in their pants. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I mentioned the cast system, um, and then, like I said, also Omegaverse stuff is usually male male couples. There's very little 
what they call HH, or short for hetero, hetero. Interesting. Uh, relationships. Look, there's um, no room for females in Omegaverse. Straight this up. This is I'm all dicks and buttholes, and, okay? And I don't know if this will surprise you, but most authors, at least all the authors that I'm going to talk about in this episode, they're all female authors Shut that write this. Shut the front door. Hmm. Yeah, they all write male, male fan fiction, and they're hey. all female authors. Hey, get right out of town. <laughs> Okay. I wish I wish some of these people would. <laughs> so I have a couple of titles from a couple of Omegaverse uh, uh, fan fictions, commercial ones. So these are published works. We've got um, one story called "Pregnant Rockstar Omega." Okay. Wolf, cool. Wolf Spirit, a reverse harem Omegaverse romance, and some bunny uh. to love. An MMM preg shifter romance, an improbable tale involving an alpha male who can transform into a rabbit. Oh, <laughs> MM as in B rabbit? Nope. MM as in male, male, M preg. Got it. So not MM as B nope. rabbit in 8 Mile. MM would have absolutely oh, nothing wow, to do I with this. That. Yep, I had to say it a couple times. <laughs> to, be, to be totally honest, I never saw the movie. Um, so. Oh, damn. Well, you only get one shot to see it in theaters. Look, I blew it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I missed I hope I you didn't blow chance. it in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, moving on. Without Caution in 2007 is probably one of the first commercially published uh, Omegaverse novels. And uh, Nora Ash is another... Oh, sorry, the first book with, with Caution is J.L. Langley. I should say that. Nora Ash is another uh, ABO writer... Uh, and she's potentially the first hetero ABO writer back in 2016 mm. um, that was published. Again, this is published, not fan fiction. It's just uh, floating around on the internet. But does publish just... Okay, hold on. Does publish mean you just upload a website hosted you and is putting no. it? Like, no. This is hard straight copy? up, these are hard copies you can buy Holy through a publishing shit. company. But I mean, so like, 200... it's not that hard to set up a self-publisher. Like... No, and there's a bunch of cheap ones. Like one of the, we're going to talk about one of them in a moment. And uh, you can, yeah, they're easy to get. These are probably, they're, what, they're bad they're like, though. You know, con style things as well. Probably, yeah. You probably meet at, at certain like conventions and things like that. <clears throat> so there's two, there were 200 Omegaverse novels published on Amazon in January, from January to June in 2020. So this year. Okay, so we're all clear somewhat on what Omegaverse is at this yeah. point. No, I've got a nice picture of it. <laughs> God, I hope not. It's <laughs> it's brutal. Uh, <laughs> so now we're going to get into the real meat of what this is about. This is about a lawsuit that took place <laughs> over basically ownership of a bunch of hunky wolf dudes fucking cool which is just when you I, I want as i go through this lawsuit uh to just remind everybody to remember to remember you know that this is what the lawsuit is about stories <laughs> about hunky wolf guys that are very aggressive uh sexual partners because okay. it's just the wildest thing to me like violent you're talking about like blood and like yeah so some of this stuff deals with like non-con and dub con which is non-consensual sex and dubious consensual sex within the themes of the stories uh so now, within I'm the no stories lawyer, but those both sound bad yeah. <laughs> yeah it's bad but somebody went to court over this so that's it's 
Okay. Bl- fucking blows my mind. It's already so, it's already up there. In in 2016, author Addison Kane, not her real name, obviously. <laughs> I was gonna say that sounds like a fucking yeah, fake that's name. A fake ass name for sure. <laughs> She released a Born to be Bound, a novel that features Omegaverse genre tropes, the hetero Omegaverse genre tropes. It's very important. Uh, by far the most famous uh, female male author, consider- and she considers herself to be the original writer of straight Omegaverse fan fiction. So this is a post from, uh, I think, her Facebook or somebody's Facebook, and this person just says, so I've read almost all the mf omegaverse on amazon and i read a lot of mm omegaverse there are some differences that i've noticed other than the obvious but one of them is that the mf pairings tend to be rough and almost brutal sometimes even when the alpha and omega are in a relationship or have feelings for each other the mm stories tend to be a lot sweeter and there isn't the same kind of violence for lack of a better word in their matings Addison Kane then comments on this post and says, I think the reason MF pairings are more violent is because I was the first to write them, and I'm a non-con, dub-con writer. What followed suit was keeping in line with the trend, lol, Addison corrupts everyone. So, on Facebook, oh she's, taking, she's taking uh, credit for being the first person to write this type of story. Mm-hmm. Yep which and sounding proud about this non-con shit yeah that's the other weird fucking part and i should i should send you a photo of of her because she's like uh she looks like just a nice white blonde lady and it's weird that she's boasting about writing non-con fan fiction that's male female Mm -hmm. in omegaverse it's just so weird to me. Yeah, it is. It is very odd. She's like, well, I and then and then she's like, I crept everyone or crept everyone. Ha ha. Yeah, like, exactly. Like play it off. Yeah. So I want to talk like a little. Cute. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's really bizarre. Like so it has I wanna, no consequences. Sorry to keep I, going. I want to talk a little bit about her. So she discovered fan fiction while she was living in Kyoto in 2012 while studying mm. um, Japanese religion at a shrine there. Um, and okay. apparently English, I know real big turn <laughs> from where she ended okay. up. Okay. <laughs> and since, uh, English books, um, are more expensive over there, she just started reading, uh, fan fiction, specifically Dark Knight fan fiction. Oh, like, fucking Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight. Yeah. Between Bane and Batman. Bane man. All right. So they're the lovers in this story. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Um, eventually, uh, she started writing her own, uh, with Bane as the sexy anti-hero. And I mean, she that's, ended not, up, like, that's not hard, you know? No, I not at all. I was bored in the closet. You don't even need to see Tom Hardy's face in that movie to be like, fuck, I'd let him hold me down. <laughs> with that mask? <laughs> oh, no, man. Looks like a shark jaw mouth. So, she, she, she ended up garnering a pretty big fan base, um, and what she ended up doing is filing those fucking serial numbers off, baby. She took her Dark Knight fan fiction, turned it into this book. Allegedly, I should say. Mm. I'm also kind of a little scared to be talking about Addison Kane because she's filed lawsuits and DMCA's against everybody in that's ever talked about well, her. Basically, first of all, uh, I think that'd be great publicity, though. That's true. You, you sound biased. I like it too. Um, I'm all down for our podcast to become the height of the this community's um, legal, you know, focus. So sure, sure. 
Mo- Go most for of it, these Harlan. cases got got thrown out. Um, Rip the lid off of it. Leave no stone unturned. Leave no butt plug unpulled out. Yeah. Uh, every book of Born to Be Bound comes with a uh, gift with purchase. A nice <laughs> new butt plug. <laughs> God. So. <laughs> So, Born to Be Bound was published by Blushing Books, uh, which was basically just her Dark Knight fan fiction. And uh, this is a uh, synopsis of the 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 story. Oh God, basically, I can't wait. Oh my God. It's not crazy. I no, mean, no, it's no, just like, like what the I book says. I just love the but... thought of what's on the back of this book that can oh, be right, right. You know, physical in a store or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, all the covers for these books are really, really generic. It's kind of funny. Um, so the story takes place on a future earth where most of humanity has died from a plague and survivors live under a dome divided into a wolf pack like hierarchy of dominant alphas, neutral betas and submissive omegas. A powerful brutish alpha named Shepard takes an omega woman named Claire captive and they engage in rough wolf sex. That's on the book. That's on the outside. Hmm. You know, I don't know if that's on the outside. I wouldn't be surprised. I have it in quotes. Yeah, okay, I, but even I, still, just like they're talking about rough wolf sex. Um, yeah, the, I think uh, this might be like shit that is on like the Amazon like <laughs> description. Yeah, the preview. Straight up. Learn, learn more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you want this in hardback? You want this in uh, broke back? Do you want it wet when it shows up for some reason? <laughs> <laughs> so the book grows $370,000. Uh, she produced a novel every few months by repurposing her old fan fiction again, That's, allegedly. So yeah, I think what we keep allegedly. coming back to is the fact that this is just a lazy fucking oh. genre. Like, yeah, exactly. A novel every few months is like literally just like find and replace function. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's Bane? Okay. Fine. Replace Shepard. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Print that shit. <laughs> So, um, she was on a podcast in 2016. I can't remember. I don't know what the podcast was, uh, where she is quoted as saying, there's nothing to do here, but make money. Yeah. The more she puts out, the more people, you know, because if people are there to get off to it, I'm sure they have to have, there's going to be like a statute of, well, I'm no longer, I've, I'm spent on that. Right. Yeah. Addison Kane is now pumping stuff out every three months. Which, I mean, if you're, even if you are a real fan, like, that's suspicious. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because some of these authors, like, they take a really long time and they stick with these characters for decades. Even Stephen King, who's notoriously. Right, I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't do every three fucking months. (laughs) Yeah. So this is where. So that was all. I mean, back when the cocaine was good. Yeah. Yeah, Back when it was good. When when it it wasn't all methy. Back when you, you could, could get really it in a focus. soda bottle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so th- that was all in 2016. Um, and then in January 2018, another author by the name of Zoe Ellis released her ABO book called Crave to Conquer, uh, a novel set in medieval fantasy world that features an alpha emperor who becomes obsessed with a beguiling undercover Omega spy named Caitlin. She resists his advances using magic to mask the scent of her pheromones until she is overcome by the biological imperative. Uh, Ellis uh, <laughs> built the narrative around standard genre elements. So like all the stuff that we've talked about, that's just genre. Um, there's nothing. It, it, 
I mean, if you really deep dive down into genre, you could literally be like saying every movie ripped off every other movie. Sure. Did, right. Did you say biological imperative? Yeah. So that's part of like the more detailed stuff about <laughs> Omega verse. Like they have to fuck the wolf stuff. Yeah. They have like <laughs> cycles and things it's like quite that. wolfy. It's quite it's wolfy, quite wolfy. Um, so she just used genre elements like the wolf-like anatomy and mating, <laughs> dominant, submissive, dynamic, etc. Um, oh and then, so that was January. The in February, the following month, Kane messaged Nora Ash, another author within the community who was a mutual acquaintance of both of these people, who also writes male-female Omega verse, to say that a fan had told her that. Ellis's book, Crave to Conquer, was very similar to her own, and to ask whether she, quote, needed to be worried. Mm. So this is Kane reaching out to another author being like, do I need to worry about somebody else writing and publishing a similar book? Um, so about Ash, wolves fucking about, in like, copyright infringement? Or like... That's, that's kind of what she's, like, leaning into. So, but Ash reassured her that Ellis's book was nothing like hers and there was nothing to worry about. Like, there, you don't need to worry about copyright or anything like that. But let's see, uh, February, March, April, two months later in April, Kane and her publisher, Blushing Books, filed a DM DMCA notice against Ellis for plagiarism and copyright infringement. Wow. So, <laughs> uh -huh. this is where shit takes and, off and because her book came, then or her stuff came out afterwards correct it's the same year oh, okay they, they both came out in the same year i don't know what the month difference was i think ellis's book came out shortly after kane's mm. but to be to write a book you know so close together like there's no way she would have been able to read the whole thing and rip it page by page it just it's it it doesn't make any sense sure mm -hmm. sure that it would be copy doesn't line up yeah yeah so, but it sucks because what happens when a DMCA happens, specifically for books, is mm -hmm. every uh, retailer that hosts that book takes it down. So Amazon, Goodreads, everywhere that Ellis had her book available for purchase immediately took it down. Um, uh, sorry, I lost my place. Uh, so yeah, so these retailers are protected from being named in, they do this so that they're not named in, uh, litigation mm -hmm. and have to like go through like courts and things like this and right, pay all right, that money right. blah, 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 blah. So, um, and they don't need to investigate them because they're not the publisher. They're not losing money as a mm -hmm. company. So they just take them down. They don't investigate them or anything like that. So Ellis didn't even know that her books were taken down until a fan reached out to her asking why they couldn't buy them anymore. Mm. Um, so Kane later claimed that a number of elements belong to her, which in reality are just tropes. They're just genre tropes, right. which you can't own. Oh, that's interesting. So just like baseless claims. Yeah, I exactly. Guess that, I guess that makes sense. Like mystery novels, if they do something like that's a trope, like in Maltese Falcon or something, they it's like not a big Well, yeah, it's like the treasure hunter who finds the treasure but has to like figure out a way to uh get around the booby trap. You know sure. what I mean? Like so Nicholas Cage versus Harrison Ford, National Treasure versus Indiana Jones. Da Vinci Code. Oh, I was gonna say Da Vinci uh, Code. Oh, Tom Hanks. yeah, that's Tom Hanks. But those are all three the same fucking movie, <laughs> just different genres. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I, I see what you mean. And it actually makes sense. Like, 
just because they're making the same, even the mummy making the same yeah. jokes, doing <laughs> yeah. doing the same things, but like they're in different contexts, so it doesn't yeah. matter because it's just yeah. a trope. Yeah, 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 it makes sense. And the thing is, is I love every single one of them. I know <laughs> more of those, please. So, uh, <laughs> for anybody that doesn't know what a DMCA is, it is a what? Wait, hold on a second. What verse is that? I know we got what, the Omega verse for the sex wolf stuff, but is it adventure verse? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I think you can just call it whatever you want. Sure. Yeah. But verse is a confusing term for this specifically because it makes it sound like all of these characters live within a universe. Right. Yeah. That it is shared like the MCU where sure. all those that's well, and that was see, a thing I like that, to believe that I like to believe that. And that was a thing that came up in in talking about some of these uh, lawsuits is that some of the lawyers were viewing it as if it were an Omega verse, like a universe where all these characters were populated within this same thing. Sure. Rather than that's just the name of the genre. So even the language gets really uh, confusing in, in the it. litigation. I mean, in, in, the, in that case, you could argue that nothing is like intellectual property. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, that's the big problem. But so DMCA is it's it's a 1998 law, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act from 1998. Mm -hmm. So there's a really, really old law that we have not updated. And um, it basically people use it to get online retailers to remove uh, the, co the competition from whoever files these claims. We got, we got to um, look at the time frame in which this this came up. This is 98, which means that somebody yeah. had to put in a fucking AOL disk in order to yeah, buy exactly. their... Just to boot up the fucking net. Yeah. <laughs> quick, quick thing. Do you guys want to start a band called Rum DMCA? Yes. That's pretty fucking good, dude. That's pretty good. I'm into that. This is where I'm, my, this is where I'm at right now. Sorry. Rom, I'll, I'll, I'll z Rom. Rom DMCA. Yeah. Just to really shit. stay on the turn of the millennium mm -hmm. theme there. <laughs> CD Rom DMCA. That's too many acronyms. <laughs> too many letters. Is it though? Too many I don't letters. Know. I think it's just enough. I think it's good. <laughs> CD Rom DMCA. I'll, I think that's our new I'll band. that shirt up. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Check out so, our merch store. So basically, when someone makes a claim, the creator of the claim must have a, quote, good faith belief that her ownership or their ownership of the work in question has been infringed. So nobody needs to fucking investigate any of this stuff. The only way that you, it's discovered that it was in bad faith is if an investigation, i.e. a bunch of money was spent to investigate it, proves it otherwise. Mm -hmm. Um so and then i have a list of the similarities but i'm not going to go into that <laughs> so there was a list oh yeah this is all stuff that was found the legal in, proceedings in uh discovery and depositions and things mm -hmm. like that is there um, like a highlight like one that would stand out to you as like mm. this is this is kind of funny <laughs> like they both had 7.25 inch cocks or something oh my god <laughs> very specific kyle that's almost too specific but that's what I mean. That would stand out as like, well, Ellis ripped Kane off. Oh, well, Claire's drugs fall in a room full of alpha males. All alphas who smell her enter a rut. A fight breaks out. Protagonists fight off potential suitors and steals her away. Kaylin's magic fails in a room full of alpha males. Alphas who smell her enter a rut. A fight breaks out. Protagonist fights off potential suitors and steals her away. Again. Okay. Uh, so like, that's, that really. That's nothing. <laughs> They're, that's baseless. <laughs> yeah. That's nothing. What's enters a rut? Can uh, you... So rut is a thing that, that is part of the 
animalistic nature of these wolf like like people stuck stuck on a objective they get well no it's got to do with pheromones every time an omega is around an alpha the alpha like goes into a rage like a sex rage and they like fight each other i think is what a rut is <laughs> okay it, everything is so hypersexualized. i just needed to know <laughs> it's crazy goes into a sex rage okay. um yeah so it's like it's stuff like that it's like plot points that happen in i have an example of like think of every teen movie where there's the nerdy girl she puts on a dress and then every all of a sudden she's beautiful and everybody wants to date date her mm-hmm. or yep. like the, the football star wants to date her how many times does that happen in a movie it's like hundreds oh, shit. Six, you're not just my friend six or you're seven. Seven. oh six, yeah, six okay seven times. <laughs> so it's it's shit like that um okay so after all that happens Ellis files a counterclaim um, in May, the same year. So April, the next month. She then receives an email from Blushing Books, which is Kane's uh, publisher, informing her that unless she takes down all her work again, uh, they plan to pursue legal action. So, um, yeah. So she's like fighting this, Mm -hmm. Ellis. Sure. Yeah. Because it's bullshit. Then in September, Ellis- I love your bias. It's so good. You're like really invested in this <laughs> well, Omegaverse I've, lawsuit. I've read a lot of shit and Addison Kane comes across as a petty bitch. I'll <laughs> totally. say it. Straight up. Like after all of the research, this is probably the most research I've done for I an episode. Say, I will say I did look up her photo because Thank uh, you. Here, I'm gonna yeah, I I'm gonna looked it up I'll, yet. I'll pop it over to you right here, John. So she looks kind of like uh Naomi Watts. A little so you can bit. understand what we're dealing oh, with here. Of course it is. <laughs> looks like a Stepford fucking wife, dude. Yeah, there's there's crazy behind those eyes. I can see it. Yeah, they're perfect. She's got she's got Tom Cruise eyes. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, she does. <laughs> it's Tom Cruise eyes. So Fuck. September 2018, Ellis files her own lawsuit against Blushing Books and Kane in Oklahoma, which is where the digital distributor is. For a hundred for one point two five million dollars for false copyright and defamation, because what had happened is when all this shit came out, she was basically labeled uh, a uh, a plagiarist, and all of her books were taken down, which is hundreds, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars in income. Yeah. So they wow. like totally fucked her for however many months her books weren't available to be purchased. Can you imagine um, making that much money off of like? No. Wolf sex? <laughs> Wolf porn? <laughs> like raw sexual aggression? Yeah. Um, but but there was a problem because uh, the lawyers uh, struggled to find a prior case that addressed whether fan fiction tropes could be protected, which is kind of like qualified immunity for cops, it seems. Sure. Where like yep. you have to have a basis for this to be even considered, uh, which is crazy to me. Because it's, again, it's just tropes. Um, like, yeah, I have here, you can't copyright the hero's journey. You know what I mean? Like, mm. how many books are based on that? Yeah. Or movies and, I mean, media in general. So, uh, this has happened a couple of other times before this. There was another author who writes a popular romance subgenre called, <laughs> I love these names so much, Reverse Harem High School Bully Romance. <laughs> Wait, so is that like a really robust genre? Uh, yeah, so it's a trope in which a teenage female character has several aggressive male suitors. Uh, claimed. Uh, okay, that, that the, sounds like Twilight. 
Yeah, yeah. That's basically Twilight. That's yeah, that's yeah. Twilight. Yeah. Uh Team Edward or Team Jacob? Okay. Which are you? So who's gonna beat up the girl more briefly? <laughs> I, I, which team are you on? <laughs> I watched one and a half of those movies because I'd never seen them before. And they're insufferable. Yeah. I actually pretty... haven't seen them. Um but I watch uh, them for the for the yucks, for the yeah, laughs. I, mean, I, I, I would definitely watch them because I'm just I don't know. I will whatever. say I'm into a masochist. Fantasy. I will yeah. say that <laughs> yeah. watching them unlocked, like uh, I had an achievement, uh, <laughs> like of, an Xbox achievement, yeah, <laughs> new levels <laughs> of internet memes because I didn't understand yeah. a lot of like where things came from. Oh wow, that really opened your eyes. Then it did, yeah. So worthwhile. Time well spent. <laughs> so so uh, claim she. This author claimed that another author had copied her books and demanded that she remove them. The accused author briefly removed her work from Amazon, but restored them after she consulted a lawyer, assuming the lawyer Mm -hmm. was like, this is baseless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Felina Hopkins caused a scandal after she registered a trademark for the word cocky and sent infringement (laughs) notices to other romance authors who used the word in their titles. Excuse me. That's the cockiest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it really is. Register the trademark (laughs) you gotta be kidding me get the fuck out of here so amazon did temporarily remove some of those books including and these are real titles for books you can buy okay cocky her cocky firefighters and her cocky doctors wow uh you you know (laughs) there's gonna be a lot of awkward pauses in this episode i can already tell i'm just my Amazon wish list is going to look really weird this Christmas. What do you just <laughs> yeah, say? Yeah. It's going to look weird. <laughs> so after suing several people unsuccessfully, Miss Hopkins backed down. Because again, I'm sure all those cases got thrown out. Um, And I have another note here. Obviously, DMCAs are bad. Um, I have some statistics. The, the problem is DMCAs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, the John so John just sent the, us... Uh, <laughs> The her cocky fireman book cover. It's got uh, 111 a- ratings, a- and it is f- a-, a very high, almost five star. What is it? Is it is it four point eight, four point seven? What are we looking say at? Four point seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this- but like I was saying, all the artwork for these books are exactly like that. Just like stock cut out shirtless hunky dudes standing. <laughs> I, will, I will say this: it's interesting. the The men are naked, but she's overdressed. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a they're trying to protect her from the There's fire. She, she's wearing a firefighter's jacket. The other dudes are naked. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, so again, the problem is DMCA's with this whole thing. Uh, between 1998, when the law was passed, and 2010, Google received fewer than three million such notices. But in 2017, Google received more than 880 million, an increase of more than 29,000 <laughs> percent. Those are some numbers. It's nuts. Uh, so it's clear that this is just a form of retaliation. Um, <laughs> yeah. So moving on, Kane also <laughs> accused another author that goes by the name Dragon's Maiden in 2016 of plagiarism. As well, we're gonna, we can't stop. We can't oh stop God. to talk about it. <laughs> okay, okay, keep going, keep rolling. <laughs> as well, keep going. John and I both raised our hands. Yeah. Um, teacher. <laughs> Of plagiarism as well despite only sharing wolf traits in the characters none of the other plot points or tropes um 
and recently went after uh, another author, Lisa Vino and Eva Dresden, by subpoenaing them in a Virginia counterclaim lawsuit because they had highly relevant information on Nora Ash and Zoe Ellis. Okay, all these names, these people's sound names. They're all so fake. God. (laughs) I, w- I want to just be like, uh, I want my my Omegaverse fanfic mm-hmm. name to be. Come on, pick um, a good one. Pick a good one. Uh, okay, I got. No, I got. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> it better be a woman's oh, name. I, it's gonna be all. My name is Alder Charcoalheart. There mm. you go. I was That's gonna go good. With Todd Steele. Todd Steele's very good too. Although there is also a Danielle Steele. Mm, so is mm. Todd related to her? It's a is nephew. it a e, a steel with an E at the okay. end, or is it just steel like the fucking manufactured <laughs> like the, metal? Uh, or like the act of stealing. Todd will Todd Todd Steele steals your heart. This genre, I think S T E A L is probably the best way to go. Todd steals your shit. Oh fuck. Sorry, so, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> fuck you. Inception, more like boyception with wolves. Yeah, also a very honest name for this. Of just like I'm going to completely rip off your shit. Boyception, full moon. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just picturing like a uh, like a Russian nesting doll situation, and you open a boy, and another boy comes out forever. So many boys. Oh my god, we've got Todd Steele! Steal all these boys away from me! Have you heard of Boyception by Todd Steele? (laughs) So, so, (laughs) so besides Dragon's Maiden and all the awesome names we, we are talking about, what has happened is... Addison Kane is now subpoenaing other authors to try and dig up dirt on the people she's filed claims against to try and strengthen the lawsuits and her position within them. Um, Which, like, way to burn every bridge, like, immediately. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So she later accused Savina of plagiarizing a character uh, that Lee had been writing for 10 years... And Dresden ended up spending a bunch of money on lawsuits Kane filed uh, that were eventually dropped. You know, it's just like setting fire to the field. Here's the thing. It's like, why are you spending so much money? It's like, is the character worth it if you have to go to fucking well, court for it every time a fucking book comes out? It all sounds out? very Trumpy, to be quite honest. Like, it's like, yeah, I'm just going to sue you just to, to, to do it and to make everyone else afraid of me. And then... Well, that's that. That's what slapsuits yeah. are. They. That's. Uh, I think John Oliver did an episode uh, all about slapsuits and like how th- how mm. HBO is getting lost, like f- sued for like libel, um, uh, by a court. Uh, 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 what is it called? Charcoal. Oh, not the charcoal, coal guy. Coal yeah. magnate. I remember that. Yeah, and they just do that because one guy has a bunch of money to pay the legal team when the other smaller guy probably mm. doesn't. So if they can't pay, they'll settle or they'll, you know what I mean, stop doing whatever it is that they want them to stop doing. So, um, uh, Miss Kane also asked her publisher to file an infringement notice against an Ellis novel that hadn't even been released yet. (laughs) Uh, quote, I don't even know what it is, but I know it's mine. I know it's going to rip me off. <laughs> so that there's a quote. That bitch always ripped me off. There's a quote from, uh, I think, the court discovery. 
Uh, book three needs to come down too. I don't want her to make any more money off of this series. Uh, so she petty. also discussed ways to stop. Uh, yeah, she also discussed ways to stop anyone else from writing ABO. Quote: The problem is, as you say, I think this is from her lawyer. Uh, so this is an email correspondence. The problem is, as you say, you do not own Omegaverse. I don't know what mechanism we can use to shut her down completely as an author, unless you want to try to trademark Omegaverse and then in parenthetical, which we might be able to get. Holy shit. Yeah. So that's everybody. That's everybody who's writing underneath. It's so much bigger than these two fucking Mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Um, protect the artists of Omegaverse. <laughs> I'm about to go pick it in front of the Hilton. Well, straight up, that's the thing is that after I did all this research and like watched all these YouTube videos and read all these New York Times articles about oh. this, I was like, holy shit, I can't believe I'm defending wolf <laughs> porn and being like, this is unjust. <laughs> How dare they give them back their wolf porn? God, I gotta read one of these fucking books. I'm sorry, I have to fucking get her cocky fireman in my hands. Dude, you can get it on Kindle Fire, which is the irony is not lost on me. It's, yeah, the irony is not lost yeah. on me either, John. So it's this palpable. is also this is also from the deposition. Uh, it has nothing to do with the trope. It has nothing to do with Omegaverse. It has to do with the plot similarities, she said. But when she was asked to cite specific examples, she said she couldn't recall any, adding that she hadn't done a close comparison because she felt, or she, quote, felt very violated. <laughs> I haven't read it, but I'm going to see yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, I, feel, she also, I, I just feel violated. Yeah, from this, oh, it's so a horrible ordeal. I'm uh you made me file those DMCAs. You know what? Can I can I sue both of them for being uncomfortable about this? Yeah. Uh maybe. I don't know. <laughs> need a really good lawyer for that. You need a really good lawyer. <laughs> so she also did some other kind of like uh, sketchy stuff. She asked her fans to go upvote positive reviews of her book and downvote negative reviews of everybody else's mm-hmm. book. Um so blushing ended up conceding that no plagiarism in the end no plagiarism or copyright infringement had occurred in uh one of the cases and a so there were two different cases because like i I mentioned earlier one was in oklahoma because that's where the digital distributor was the other was in i want to say like west virginia or something like that um but in one of them it was basically thrown out and a judgment was entered against the company blushing which paid undisclosed monetary damages to uh quill which was the publisher of ellis's book so they ended up paying it went the other way this whole thing (laughs) basically yeah um now this is where i want to talk about how i learned about this because it continues through that medium if you're familiar with I don't know why I was about to say, if you're familiar with YouTube, <laughs> you know, if you've heard of a thing called the YouTube, it was down for a moment if yesterday you, and the entire world shut down. I'm, I miss that somehow, which is crazy. But, um, so I follow a YouTuber. Her name is Lindsay Ellis. She does like, uh, reviews of movies and, uh, media in general. I think that that was like her major. She's very, very smart and very brilliant and very funny. She does long, long form essay, video essays, basically. So I was recommended her video where she talked about what we just talked about. The New York times article where they're talking about all of this sort of back and forth with these authors and who owns Omegaverse and who doesn't, and can you own it at all? So she was talking about that. 
It's a very good video. I recommend it. But upon releasing that video, Kane came after her as well. Hmm. <laughs> so, oh, man, really? Yeah. Just for talking about the court cases. So I can't, I can't wait um, for the follow up episode what a, to this. Can yeah. you imagine the stress involved with these people's lives just for some hardcore wolf porn? <laughs> uh, yeah, this is it's that's it's, the thing. It's oh God, this is, is all it? about wolves do men fucking. Do you really just need to get your nut rocked that hard by wolves that you have to fucking go to court every fucking week? And yeah, not not just court and like suing other Maybe authors, but now on. you're suing. <laughs> yeah maybe damn yeah wow damn whoa that's holy shit that's the fucking omega verse of the omega verse bro it's the yeah. fucking courtroom the court verse the, the oh, there's got to be a better has name to be the yeah. judicial verse yeah that's better thank you yeah judicio verse <laughs> so um in Lindsay ellis's follow-up video to her video that got flagged by kane she hints at what's called the Streisand effect a lot. Um, and I don't know if you guys know what the Streisand uh, effect is. You know what, Harlan? I don't know what the Streisand effect is. So essentially the Streisand effect is when somebody tries to silence uh, a, an issue or a problem or something like that, but it totally fucking backfires and it gets way more attention than what they wanted got in it. the first place, or what it got in the first place. I thought the stress um, and effect it's because was when you uh, cloned your dog three times. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've seen that movie. <laughs> like Ashton so, Kutcher's it's in so it. Good. <laughs> it's, it's so good. <laughs> Sorry, I was not expecting John to pull that out of fucking yeah. all things. It, it, so it's called the Streisand effect because there was an incident uh, where there was a uh, a wildlife photographer. He was documenting the coastline, and it just so happened that he took some photos of Barbara Streisand's house, and he they found out, and they asked him to take it down, and he said, fuck that, and through all of the uh, media attention it got, like the website he was hosting the photo, I think that photo had like four views or something. And when all this shit happened, that photo ended up getting like 300,000 views or some yeah. crazy thing. And it just blew up in Barbara Streisand's face. It's like, so every time this it's happens. Like, it's like, if you just leave it alone. Yeah, just, just shut up. It'll be fine. The dude if was doing it. It's going to blow the fuck up. Yeah. The dude was just doing, taking photos in a conservation effort to spread awareness to like eroding coastlines or mm -hmm. some shit. No yeah. one fucking cares about the earth. Or Barbara. No one's, none of those four viewers were like, hey, that's Barbara Streisand. Yeah, exactly. House. So, also, who um, cares? The fuck? So, I'm going to kind of uh, paraphrase what Lindsay talked about, what, what happened to Lindsay Ellis, not Zoe Ellis. That's also confusing. There's two women with the last mm. name Ellis. Lindsay Ellis, the YouTuber. So, she made that video talking about all the court cases. Then uh, Addison came, came after her. So, Lindsay received an email from Kane's lawyer asking her to take down the review of the video about this whole situation, which that's no, like it's a mm -hmm. review. That's what you get. You get to do. It's fair use. Also, she sent a DMCA to Patreon to Lindsay's Patreon for linking the video and to YouTube for hosting. Wow. It. 
So Patreon doesn't technically host it. So all Patreon did was delete the link for five days. Sure. And then they put it right back up. Sure. Uh, Once it all died down. But the other crazy part, because Lindsay is a large YouTuber. She's apparently Patreon. Whoa, one of whoa. Patreons. Let's not talk about her weight, Harlan. Oh, Let's my God. Let's get back to the business here. <laughs> she has a large following on YouTube. Um, she's also one of uh, Patreon's top uh contributors to their platform um and what they did was they were like we'll pay your legal fees because this is absolute horseshit um her video suspiciously also started getting flagged and reported for inappropriate content and had to be demonetized which i think that video has like over a million views which fucking blows for Lindsay. Mm. um (laughs) yeah okay Kane's PR agency asked if a critic wanted to do an interview with Lindsay. Um, one of the last reviews that that critic had done was of one of Lindsay's books. <sighs> so going out of their way to try and do essentially like a hit piece on mm-hmm. Lindsay. YouTube ignored the DMCA, which never happens yeah so why okay so what did you have to gain that's the thing uh they again being a top creator on youtube uh they investigated it youtube took the time to investigate this dmca claim because they thought it was so bogus as well which it just never happens in youtube or anywhere immediately they would just have taken it down sure um and when this happens the accused (laughs) the accused gets a copy of the claim. So Lindsay, upon them filing a DMCA and YouTube investigating it, she got a copy of what the claim was claiming she, what law she had broken. And it's quote says, uh, the claim said it degrades Kane's work. Wasn't a review, but a personal attack transformed her work and mocked it. Monetizing doesn't, uh, monetizing does not make it fair use. And they they accused Lindsay of defamation as well. Um, And it also makes the argument that Lindsay can't talk about her book on YouTube because it's not public domain. All of this is wrong. (laughs) Everything. People talk about their books on YouTube all the time, whether they're public domain or not. Yeah. Like, you can use um, copyrighted material under fair use if it's a review or criticism. If it's not a personal attack or if it's not libel, you're fine. Fair use covers using, uh, uh, what is this acronym for? Oh my God. I just totally blanked. You might need to cut this out while I figure mm-hmm. out what the fuck oh, this I've stands got, I've for. Got, I've got notes, baby. Oh, fair use covers using copyrighted material for things like reviews, parody, and educational purposes. Lindsay was using the copyrighted material as examples to educate on the court case. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. So it's also transformative. Uh, like if you transform a work enough, it is also, that's also covered under uh, fair yeah, use. That, that goes for like um, parody or like manipulation. Yeah, or exactly. Like that. Like, yeah, you make it different enough. That's what fucking fanfic. That's literally what yeah, Addison yeah, that, Kane has been doing. That's the basis of her whole career. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Lindsay never discussed or criticized Kane's character. 
monetizing has nothing to do with fair use so it's bizarre that that's even she just doesn't want her to make money which she's done in the past with other authors trying to stop a third book that hadn't even come out from getting released literally being quoted as saying she doesn't want her to make any more money on mm-hmm. that book um and it doesn't substitute or destroy the original in any way it's also not defamation to say a product uh or a work is bad it, that's just an opinion um and it's also not infringement just because your feelings got hurt addison kane um so it's it's just kind of crazy that what could have been just oh a weird wolf sex book that you know a hundred or whatever however many people actually bought it and read it you know what i mean it was so underground blew up into literally being a new york times article Mm -hmm. which is called I have the title here. Yeah. A feud in wolf kink erotica raises a deep legal question by Alexandra Alter. Yeah, it was a weird underground sex thing loved by probably thousands and thousands that got legitimized by a publication such as the New York I mean, Times. I wonder if that's also just yeah. part of the plan, though. Like, if that really is like, you know, I'm, I'm doing this yeah, to I- garner attention. I'm doing this to garner like almost like fable-esque you know cloud yeah which is shitty because you're th- you're throwing other authors legitimate authors who aren't being shitty under the bus it doesn't matter you're, you know you're raising I mean? your own you're raising your own awareness whether it's like because you're tyrannical or because you're a good person like people are going to then read the things that you're writing just because it is this like well what is what is she trying to protect kind of thing yeah yeah, and it's weird too. Like, uh, there's obviously way more about this. I found it super fascinating. I would highly recommend both of Lindsay Ellis's YouTube videos on this to get because there's so much more stuff that I didn't understand. But one of the things that came through was clearly that Addison Kane's fans were like diehard fans, and they were like behind her the whole way. They were trash talking people. I can't remember if they were doxing people, but they were like doing some fucked up shit online that like most good or at least decent uh creators they'll be like don't do this like i've seen a lot of youtubers make kind of like react videos to people or other creators Mm -hmm. and almost every time at the end of the video they'll be they'll tell their fans like don't go bother this person right like that's not what this is stop it like so the fact that she doesn't do that she encourages it is it just goes to show like how you were saying, like you sound pretty biased there, Harlan. It's like with all the evidence, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I, lo- I mean, I love the bias. I think that's a hot take. I love it. She she proved time and time again that like she's just not a good person. Allegedly, please don't sue us. That'd be great if you ever love listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was that was the weird legal uh, fight over Omegaverse between Addison Kane and literally all other. <laughs> abo writers and then also fucking a crazy. youtuber for some fucking reason think, you know all of it started with the teen wolf all yeah all that it started my was boy teen mj wolf. fox dude I, I, fucking I, slam yeah. dunking as a just wolf wanted to dunk and in, in some gym just shorts wanted to do yeah. some just let him dunks, dunk man. let my boy dunk with that big penile knot <laughs> you know he's got that mj fox yeah, yeah mj fox but he's a mj, MJ wolf wolf oh right yeah michael j exactly. wolf Why, michael j wolf <laughs> 
thanks so much for joining us. We hope to see you again soon. This podcast is a product of Bird Bar Incorporated. Thank you.